0: Hello, I'm Scott Brown with Christian Leadership Alliance. Welcome to the Outcomes Conference podcast. This podcast brings the kind of excellent leadership insights offered at the annual Outcomes Conference to leaders like you year-round. This is where leaders invest in leaders for greater kingdom impact. Today's episode is brought to you by Faith Search Partners. Leadership matters. And Faith Search Partners is an outstanding executive search firm serving all aspects of the faith community, from ministries to businesses to colleges and universities and everything in between. Learn more at faithsearchpartners.com. In these inspiring outcomes conference podcasts, you'll be enriched through insights on creating vibrant cultures of belonging and encouraged by the enduring principles guiding Christian leaders today. Now, please welcome our Outcomes Conference podcast hosts, Jim and Martha Bringenberg, from hashtag IWorkForHim and IWorkForHim.com.
1: Hey, thanks, Scott. Martha and I are excited to host the Outcomes Conference podcast. Every podcast is dedicated to you, our Outcomes Conference podcast listener. We have an incredible conversation coming up today with Steve and Jackie Green. Co founders of the Museum of the Bible and president of Hobby Lobby, we'll be focusing on how they lead and strive to create a culture of belonging at both their organizations. Steve and Jackie Green, welcome to the Outcomes Conference podcast. Great to have, be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're so glad to have you guys. So, before we start talking about your leadership roles and your perspective on how God is using you to create a culture of belonging at Hobby Lobby, tell us both of you, and what Jackie will, ladies first. How you keep your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered in and amidst all the things you're doing?
2: Well, that's a really big question, and I think it starts with just um, personal faith. You you have to work at it. It's sort of like a muscle that you have to exercise, right? If you don't work at it, it's gonna go <laughs> lax. And I think that's um, the same with our faith. I think we, you know, through prayer, through reading God's word, and um, those times with God. And being in a, in, a, in a church for us, it's really important to, to be fed. So um, I think that's, that's where we would start.
1: But you guys travel all the time, Jackie, do you guys have a small group that you get to meet with that is your core people, your people your, that, that you and Steve hang out with that you know you could share with them and they pray over you and, and keep you on, mm-hmm. in line?
2: Well, I do. Um, for uh, Steve and I together aren't in a small group, although we have our church family that we're really connected with. But um, I have a group of ladies that we call it therapy. There there are 10 of us. We call it therapy 10. And um, that we meet once a month and we, we share prayer requests. That's mainly what we do is how can we pray for one another and stay engaged and connected and know what's happening in each other's lives? Because everybody, you know, at this age, <laughs> we're all really busy and going a lot of different directions. So um, that's been really essential and helpful for me. And then family. We have our family group. Steve and I, we call—we we have six kids, you know, and um, there are 18 of us now with our kids and grandkids and our son and daughter-in-law. And uh, so we have a fan bam, and we pray for each other through that, too, and, and put out prayer requests. So that's really been helpful. That's very nice.
3: Mm, incredibly powerful. So Steve, how about you? What is it that you, um, how do you keep your faith strong and your leadership Christ-centered in the midst of all that you're leading?
4: Yeah, I would say that uh, similar, uh, what comes to mind mostly with the faith is being in, in God's Word, uh, being in Scripture. I'm, I, I read it daily uh, on a regular basis. Uh, many years, I will do a plan where I read through the Scripture in a year, this year, I'm not doing that. I'm focused on the Psalms and the Proverbs. Um, but I also, uh, one of the small groups that we uh, have is our Sunday school class at our church, and uh, there's three of us that teach. So I'll rotate teaching, and uh, so I'll, I'll kind of do a maybe reading broad sections uh, throughout the year, but when I do a teaching lesson, I will go deep in a small passage, just whatever that passage is, and we'll just try to go deep in there. There's a couple of ways of uh, getting into God's word. And uh, obviously scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So um, as as I, um, the more I get into scripture, I think the stronger my faith is and, and that's a core. Um, and uh, being, you know, staying Christ-centered, what comes to my mind there is I uh, think God has a way of doing that just by bringing challenges through, <laughs> through life. Um, uh, everybody uh, faced uh, challenges just over the last few years. And uh, for uh, two and a half weeks, we had all of our stores closed because of COVID when it first came on. And, uh, uh, you know, it drives you to God. It drives you to say, God, what what's what's going on? Uh, what do we do? Um, and uh, so I think uh, the challenges of life um, are what really drive us to uh, stay in tune with God.
1: Yeah. It, what drives you to your knees is what makes you closer to Jesus. No question about that. All right. So this year's outcomes conference, the the theme of the conference is "I belong." So as leaders of the Museum of the Bible and a leader of the, of Hobby Lobby, what are you? What have been the keys to creating a culture of belonging for your teams there? Steve, why don't you start off?
4: Okay, I think that uh, it starts with uh, having a purpose. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, directly a purpose is to the, be the best we can. We want to be the best craft retail that we can be. Uh, we want to provide uh, the service, the product that our customer wants at the best price. There is a uh, purpose. And so those that we bring on, we want them to to be the best they can be because that's what we're striving to do. And uh, I, I, when you're all, uh, working for a same goal i think that's a bit of a, de- a definition of fellowship it's two or more fellows in the same ship two more people on the same side of a struggle and so uh, when you take the challenge of being the best you can be then uh, that brings some uh, community but i think there's a, a another layer another level of that and that is uh why we want to be the best we want to be and uh, and and that has become more public over the years starting with uh, when we started putting newspaper ads in the newspaper at christmas and and uh, Easter, uh, which ultimately led to us closing our stores on Sundays. Uh, and obviously we became very uh, public with uh, the Supreme Court case and 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 a lot of that just is behind that is a bigger purpose that we have, and that is to be a light in our world. Uh, we want to be uh, as profitable as we can be because we're giving half of our profits away. And as we do that, we're sharing the love of God with as many people as we can. And there are many people that we think that we attract because they they are attracted to that bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, I think, helps develop community.
1: Steve, let me just, uh, as a follow-up to this one, you got, I think last I looked online, it's 43,000 employees or something, some ridiculously large number. I'm sure you don't have it down to the number. These are not all believers that work for you. So you've created a culture of belonging no matter what people believe. How does that play out? Because that's, that's a challenge because you want everybody to know you don't have to sign up and sign a statement of faith in order to be able to work at Hobby Lobby, right?
4: Right, right. And I think that goes to that first purpose of just we we want to be the best retailer, and there is a certain amount of pride in your job when you know you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So uh, some may not have uh, an interest in what our bigger purpose is, but uh, just the pride of doing a good job, and uh, you know that's what we're striving to do, and we're finding and looking for those that want to do that as well, and. Uh, They don't have to have the same uh, Christian belief that we do, but if they're doing a good job, uh, then uh, that's what we're looking for is good people. And we have uh, thousands, uh, 40-some-odd thousand uh, uh, good people
1: that uh, make this company the success it is. When we come back, Jackie, we're going to ask you, what are some of those challenges you deal with as you guys have built the culture at the Museum of the Bible? And together, you continue to influence Hobby Lobbies across the country. You're listening to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk with Steve and Jackie Green. Hang on for a minute as we got a sponsor message from faithsearchpartners.com. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, this is Ed Fry, president and founder of Faith Search Partners and we're thrilled to be sponsoring this CLA podcast. Please visit our website at faithsearchpartners.com. We bring a thorough and structured quality process that enhances your ability to secure just the right leader for your organization and its unique culture. That's faithsearchpartners.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast as we talk today with Steve and Jackie Green about creating a culture of belonging.
3: Martha. So, Jackie, let's talk about culture that you have an influence over and you've seen some of the challenges that are there that keep kind of push back against creating a belonging culture. What what have some of those challenges been?
2: Well, we have a long list of challenges, Um, but I would say that, you know, over over time we've had a challenge, just first of all, as a family, uh, with our family business, you know, and many people know the challenge that we've gone through with um, our stands for life and um, and uh, freedom of religion, and you know that was a big deal. So it was a big challenge, I would say. Um, and then also on a personal level, we've had challenges with our within our family and with our children and some loss of children and gra- our grandchildren and things like that that have been. Um, you know, they're real. You know, you can't separate your your workspace from your family space completely, right? So, uh, I I usually talk into the family space, and Steve goes into the workspace. So, um, the emotional part, though, that comes alongside when you have challenges uh, in at home and within your family or within a marriage, I think, are very real things that people don't look at. Um, and that might be a different direction than you thought I was going to go with that question.
3: No, but, but, um, I, but I love it because really the reality is, is all of your employees at all of your locations are dealing mm-hmm. with those same things as well. So, yeah. you know, finding out how to see everybody as real people, that they're dealing mm-hmm. with them just like you are. And, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that God gives us those challenges. It's how th- your people are watching you and how you respond yeah. as well. So.
2: Well, and I, and I will say that Steve and I, early on in our marriage, you know, we felt such a strong um, conviction mutually that God was going to, if God gave us children, that those children would be our first ministry in our home. And so regardless of what we did, uh, you know, at work or in every area of our life, the main thing was the main thing for us. Our children. Yeah. And that's the first ministry that God gave us. And so trying to keep them and our home a priority has been a challenge, but also something that we've found we need to be very intentional to do. And it's worth it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, we've all heard the saying probably that in the end, you know, you don't hear people on their deathbed saying, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, what they'd really long for would be more time with their family and the people that they love. So We've tried to keep that a priority, and um, and of course, it is a challenge when you're off and you're traveling and you're doing you know big things, big things that seem important to the world. But you know what's really important is like, don't forget, it's important for you to to be focused on your home too. And I and it, we don't we don't want to lose and forsake our children and our marriage for winning the world. So that's an important.
1: Amen. Steve, Jackie brings up a great point, and she did take us in a a different direction. I love it, because honestly, the livelihoods of thousands and thousands of families in America depend on you and Jackie staying married. Mm -hmm. And the reputation of the Lord is on the line on you and Jackie staying married. And you got your six kids and their spouses and their families all looking to you for leadership in marriage. And obviously, Steve, I've met your dad, I know you had a great example at home. How are you guys making sure that your marriage stays strong when you have all these things pulling at you in so many different directions?
4: Well, um, obviously when we had our six kids at home, um, there was, uh, it was more of a challenge to spend time together because life was busy uh, being, raising our kids. Uh, We homeschooled for 13 years, our first uh, four kids and, um, Life was busy, but we did it together and uh, enjoyed it. Uh, we are fortunate today that uh, we're able to spend uh, more time together because Jackie has been more part of uh, the Museum of the Bible, uh, right. where she was not and did not have the time to uh, spend with me. Uh, uh, when kids at home and were homeschooling, I would travel overseas and be gone for a couple of weeks at a time. and. Uh, uh, but uh, we're, we're in a different season of life today, and each season's different, uh, and each season has its challenges, um, but uh, uh, I, I love being able to do Museum of the Bible with my
0: wife.
3: Mm. You know, that, you just made a really great segue because I want to talk about the Museum of the Bible a little bit. So most listeners have probably been in a Hobby Lobby store but I'm guessing there's a lot of people listening that have yet to be at the Museum of the Bible. And we have had the privilege of being there several times. We tell people about it all the time. And I want you to take a moment just now. Um, Jackie, maybe you can do this. And tell us about the heart behind the Museum of the Bible and what your hopes are for and the vision for its future.
2: hmm Well, the mission statement of Museum of the Bible, or a portion of it, is inviting all people to engage with the transformative power of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we love that. We feel like there are people that love the Bible that come into the museum, and they are encouraged and inspired, and they're growing, and they're learning new things. Um, And it just helps uh, give them, you know, just add to their foundation that they, they are living their life by. So, Um, on the other hand, I love that there are people that don't necessarily know anything about the Bible that come in and they're learning and, um, exploring and, and have opportunity for growth there too. So, um, I, I just, that's one of the things I love is that it can reach anybody, wherever they are, uh, in their knowledge or understanding of the Bible. It's going to do something for you. You're going to learn something. And it's also very Immersive um so it's for all ages it's for children it's for older people you know there's going to be something that's going to be fun and immersive and interactive in the museum for anybody we have a ride that you can fly through dc you know i mean i could go on and on but uh you know we're pretty excited about it and uh we we love that people that are actually in the museum we hear it all the time it's it's just something they love they want to bring their family they want to bring their friends. Their, Kids' schools to come. Yeah. And um, that's what it's all about. It's just expanding and inviting all people to engage with the Bible.
3: You know, and it's so brilliant because it's there by other museums. People can come to it from that perspective, not maybe more inquisitive. They don't really know the Bible yet, but they can come because they've gone other places. And I'm just going to put in my little thing plug there too is your restaurant has to draw people oh, in man. too because there is. The food is so good. It's like, I know, I remember our first time I were there, I posted a picture on Instagram and like your social media people were all over it. And they're like, oh, we're so glad you like the food. And I'm like, how could you not go there just for that even? So a uh, great job there. Just anybody oh, who's thinking, about, thinking bringing... about
1: that meal. That, I know, right? It's in the top 10 of meals I've had in my lifetime. It's so tasty. Oh, it was so, so tasty. Good. But
3: such a great experience for every age, just like you said. So. so, So,
1: Steve, what about your vision and your hope for the Museum of the Bible, for the future? Where's it going? Well, and um, to add
4: on to what Jake was saying as well is, you know, this this book has had an impact in our lives in multiple ways. It's influenced our family. We both were raised in Christian homes. Uh, it formative there. It's uh, influenced our, and been informative in our business. Uh, first statement of purpose is uh, we, op- we, want to, we strive to operate our business according to biblical principles. And we are blessed to be in a nation that uh, has seen great success primarily as it has followed biblical principles. Um, our nation, our family, our business, none are perfect, never have been, never will be. But to the degree that those principles have Uh, influenced each, it has served each well. And so it is for that reason that we're inspired to say we want everybody to consider this book. We want everybody to consider the principles of this book because if they follow the principles of this book, we believe it will serve them well. Uh, It will uh, go well for them to the degree that they do. And so that is the goal is we want to invite all people to invite as many as we can to consider this book and one of the specific ways that uh, i'm focused on is trying to be uh, an influence to leaders uh, obviously the more of a influencer we can have into the museum and it influences their life in their realm uh, the, the greater the impact is the museums greatly enhanced when there's an uh, a guide that takes you through it and can teach you. And so uh, we're looking at doing just some uh, one-day events where that we want to bring in leaders, uh, whether it be business leaders or political leaders, church leaders, uh, to encourage them uh, and inspire them to live out their faith in their realm. Uh, And so as they do that, they have a huge influence on those that they're leading. So that's Uh, a bit of a target. We obviously, lots of things, but that's a bit of the focus where I'm I'm spending my time.
1: I'd love to see, uh, actually have an entire day of Congress right there on location at the Museum of the Bible. And as Jackie mentioned, we could make them all go through that ride, that fly over a DC and to see all the scripture on every one of the buildings Mm -hmm. so they could see it. That'd be fantastic. We're talking with Steve and Jackie Green today. On the Outcomes Conference Podcast, you may know their names, they're connected to Hobby Lobby and the Museum of the Bible, and we'll be right back after this message from faithsearchpartners.com.
5: Hi, this is Ed Fry, President and Founder of Faith Search Partners, and we're thrilled to be sponsoring this CLA podcast. Faith Search is the premier retained executive search firm serving all aspects of the faith community, from ministries to businesses to colleges and universities, and everything in between though we recently celebrated the 15th anniversary of our founding. Our search roots in high-quality executive search approach nearly 35 years. If your organization is seeking the best prospects for a leadership position, please visit our website at faithsearchpartners.com. We bring a thorough and structured quality process that enhances your ability to secure just the right leader for your organization and its unique culture. That's faithsearchpartners.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Outcomes Conference podcast. As today, we talk with Steve and Jackie Green from Hobby Lobby and the Museum of the Bible. Jackie, this question for you. What are the top two core principles that guide you daily as a Christian leader?
2: Well, I think two simple things are love God and love others. And they sound very simple, right? But we know in the, the day-to-day where the rubber meets the road, That can be hard, but I think it's just uh, if you can have that at the forefront of every day, just love God, which means a lot of things. You know, how can we love God? And there are a lot of ways to do that and love others, and there are a plethora of ways that we can love others that we
3: happen to come across in our world. Hmm. Steve, anything to add to that?
4: Yeah, I I would concur. Say the same thing. You know, scripture says, you know, Christ said, all the long prophets are built on those two principles is to love God and love others. And if we uh, uh, love God first, he's going to guide and direct us to love others and care for others and and uh, understand uh, their uh, lostness if they don't know him and the desire to let them uh, know about this uh, salvation that he provides and offers. And so, um, and when the family uh, kind of came together and uh, came up with their own mission, vision, and vision and values, that was at the core of uh, of what um, we wanted to do as a family, um, stated a little differently, but uh, bottom line is to love God and love others. That's that's what uh, we try to do every day. Uh, fail, but uh, that's what we strive to do every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think if our just imagine how different our world would be if as Christ followers all of us just loved God and loved people and everything that we do every day long. How, how how different the world would be if we would just strive to do that each and every day. All right, final question mm-hmm. for the day as we close out the podcast, the Christian Leadership Alliance is where leaders come to invest the best of what they know in other leaders. Steve and Jackie Green, what leadership idea or thinking would you like to share as an investment in those listening to the podcast? Steve, you first.
4: So the thing that comes to my mind is a lesson that uh, uh, has been taught to the family often by my dad. There was multiple family meetings. And the very first one was one where he didn't know if our company would survive. Um, And uh, obviously God did. He was crying out to God saying, hey, God, um, I can't, I don't know how this is going to work. You have to intervene if it does. And one of the lessons that he took from that, and there's really been a guiding principle for us, is that God owns it all. This is not our business. Uh, This is God's business. We're just stewards of it. Uh, And it's easier said than done. And there are times when God challenges us on that. Oh, that's easy to say, but do you really believe it? And um, uh, so the the idea of of not just saying it, but understanding it, realizing it, and living it, where that uh, you're just seeing yourself as being steward of what God has entrusted to you. uh, That's what we uh, is is a core principle that we uh, try to follow each and every day.
3: So what a great thing to just impart on other leaders that they can maybe just be reminded of that daily. So Jackie, what about you? What is one thing that you wanna leave our listeners with today, especially as we just have this conversation around your leadership and where God has allowed you guys to live?
2: Well, I think um, along with what Steve says, stewarding well and giving everything to God, but also um, allowing Him to be your guide, you know, and uh walk in obedience. No, I we've had to learn, well, we didn't have to learn. We did learn, we chose to learn this valuable lesson, and that is to to know that God calls us to a purpose, right? And that we don't have to be necessarily equipped, but he equips us. He he gives us what we need and the value that we need and the ability when we walk in obedience to him to to do whatever he's calling us to do. And um For us, it's been so much more than we ever dreamed it would be. And, uh, you know, of course, we we didn't do it alone. We had a great team, but to walk with a humble heart. And I think that it's so important to pray this prayer of, you know, asking God to um, just help us to have clean hands and a pure heart when we walk humbly before him. And I think he can put us in leadership roles where you know, you're going to have challenges, right? And we, Steve and I were talking earlier about this challenge that we saw, you know, the whole world saw with uh, a couple of guys that were in a public space, right? With Will Smith and Chris Rock, you know, what happened just this week. And, but the, the nugget that Denzel Smith shared with them was so pertinent and relevant. We were talking about with our 15 year old and Steve, do you want to, do you have that quote? What did Denzel say?
1: Denzel Washington. Just to make sure. Yes.
4: Yeah. Denzel Washington, and uh, he uh, said that uh, he told Will Smith, "At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you." So hmm. that was a lesson that Will Smith learned this week. Yeah.
2: And I, and I we just we were talking about with our teenagers. Thing, you know it's just so important because when you're in a leadership role, you have such an opportunity. To impact so many people and influence others and, um, you know, to use that well and to use it wisely is, is so, so important. And it's a gift and a blessing, too.
1: There's so many more things we could talk about, but I know we're out of time. And I just want to say thank you, Steve and Jackie Green, for making time today, for just sharing from your hearts for all of the Outcomes Conference podcast listeners. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time today. You
4: bet. Thank you for having us. Thank you.
1: And to you, our Outcomes Conference podcast listeners, thanks for joining us today. We pray that this podcast will inspire you to think about how you can create a culture of belonging in your organization and community. We also want to thank our Outcomes Conference podcast sponsor, faithsearchpartners.com, faithsearchpartners.com.
3: Be sure to visit ChristianLeadershipAlliance.org, where you can stay up to date by subscribing to the Outcomes Online Newsletter and the CLA Higher Thinking blog. And if
1: you're not already a member of the Christian Leadership Alliance, what are you waiting for? Join the Christian Leadership Alliance today, christianleadershipalliance.org.
3: Remember, the wisdom in this podcast came to you on its way to someone else. So if you loved it, say so and share it with a friend. I'm Jim. And I'm Martha.
1: And we'll see you again for the next episode of the Outcomes Conference Podcast.